What's up, everybody, and welcome back. This is Oscar Barkas here with my buddy Sam McFadden. And welcome to episode six of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. So today we're going to run through our news really fast, and then we're going to talk about uh, some buy-sell performances for week one and wrap up with a few start sits. Not as many as last week, but we each picked a guy we want to start and sit this upcoming week. Um, so let's get rolling. Uh, first bit of news, Antonio Brown's back in the headlines. So he forced his way out of the out of Oakland. He uh, There was a lot of drama in Oakland this past weekend. Ended up forcing his way out. They cut up all his guaranteed money, and he said, it doesn't matter, I'm going to be a Patriot. So he signed with New England. So... It doesn't even matter what our reaction is to that because the next bit of news came out last night. He is currently being sued on three counts of sexual assault. And before we really break it down either one of these, um, we're not going to talk about the ramifications of what the NFL does in these situations. We just hope, number one, that it's not true. But if it is true and Antonio Brown did the things that his former trainers accusing him of that he gets the punishment that he deserves yeah we're not we're not in the business of passing any judgment here we're just trying to give you guys the news as we get uh, as soon as possible um let's just kind of unpack this one step at a time here because <laughs> there's a, a lot that happened in a very short amount of time oh yeah um so first off i was unsure when antonio brown left that he left oakland excuse me that he would ever play again um Based on the videos that he put out, how he was acting, I thought that there might be some bigger issues there. But looking back on it now, now that this whole Patriots thing has happened, it's he played us. He he played his cards perfectly well. He knew exactly what he was doing. He got to the team uh, that he wanted to be on, and you know he's smarter than we all gave him credit for. And the crazy thing is, the Patriots wanted to trade for Antonio Brown way back when the Steelers were trading him away. The Patriots offered more to the Steelers than the Raiders did, and the Steelers didn't want to trade them to a, trade Antonio Brown to a rival. Well, now they just got him for free, and Antonio Brown, everyone's saying, oh, he lost all his guaranteed money. He's being paid $15 million this year, yep. and if he stays with the team, this off-the-field stuff ends up not being true. Um, he has a guaranteed player option for $20 million next year. So that ends up being $35 million. I think he's okay. <laughs> I think he's perfectly fine, and he's on the better team. If he, <clears throat> if he plays with him, the Patriots are going to be incredible. Everyone saw him this weekend. They just steamrolled the Steelers all night. Without him. The passing game looked great. Uh, even though the running game stalled, the passing game kept going. Tom Brady looked great. He hasn't lost it yet. You add Antonio Brown to the mix, and, you know... You start to think, how do you possibly stop that team? So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'll be a question lots of teams are asking. So we'll, like we've said with after every bit of Antonio Brown news this off season, we'll see how the uh, situation develops. Um, if he plays for the Patriots, though, especially this weekend when they play the Miami Miami Dolphins, he is a wide receiver one. Possibly the wide receiver one. So, just keep your eyes out. Yeah. Um, and Bill Belichick did say that he is practicing today. There's no confirmation yet, but um, the team is moving forward as if he's going to play. 
The NFL is investigating, but the team is just going to pretend like there's nothing going on. Um, next bit of news. This hurts Sam, I know, as a bit of a Jags fan. Nick Foles has been put on IR. He broke his left clavicle throwing a beautiful touchdown pass to DJ Chark. Yeah, yeah, it it's tough. It was so early in the game. <coughs> once he uh, once he got hurt, the Jags offense stalled a little bit. Gardner Minshew came in and he looked all right, but it wasn't the same. Uh, he's he's gonna be out for a while. He's on IR. They brought in, they traded for Josh Dobbs from the Steelers, which tells me that he's, they, they're not expecting him back anytime soon. Well, he did go on IR, yeah. so it's at least eight weeks, possibly um, more. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of Gardner Minshew right now, and he looked, for what it's he worth, okay. he looked really good. He went like 13 for 13 to start the game. Yeah, he looked great to start the game. He, he looked great throughout the whole thing, very composed, uh, some great movement, and... It hurts. It hurts the Jags though. D.D. Westbrook, even I mean D.J. Chark. I've seen a lot of people go out for D.J. Chark on the waivers. Whew. It's it's just going to be very hard to find fantasy relevance for those wide receivers on a consistent basis, or to where I feel comfortable playing them. Yeah, I it, they looked pretty good, and Gardner Minshew looked really good actually, hitting a lot of big time throws. Maybe more than Nick Foles was making, other than that big that one that he took the big hit on. However, it was the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense didn't have to play very well considering how legendary that offense looked. Um, We'll see when the Jags play a tough defense how good Gardner looks and how those receivers, how that chemistry looks. Um, Our next guy we're going to talk about, Tyreek Hill, same game, went on to IR, or he has avoided the IR, he had a sternoclavicular joint injury, which is a weird injury. Um, so he's avoided the IR. It's looking like it's going to be four to six weeks. Yeah, this is this is uh, no no offense to Nick Foles, but this is the bigger fantasy implications here. This is huge. Not only for it's huge for the Chiefs' offense. Sammy Watkins looked uh, incredible. incredible. That whole t- even with Tyreek Hill on the field, he looked great to start that game. It's even better once he was gone. Um, so it brings in a question, can Sammy Watkins be this wide receiver one? Um, Miko Hardman should be rostered on ev- in every league right now because he could come out and, and show off a little bit with Tyreek Hill gone. And I expect, uh, I expect Travis Kelsey to get the most consistent bump on the team from this injury. I agree. I agree. Um, our next bit of news, Tevin Coleman had a high ankle sprain um, week one. He's looking to miss about four to six weeks. Um, so more Matt Breda and more Raheem Mostert. I don't know what it is about the San Francisco running backs. They cannot stay healthy. Cannot. Especially it's running so backs that pay, pay to bring in to be the number one guy. Jarek McKinnon last year got hurt. Tevin Coleman barely played and got hurt. So, I mean... I, I would pick up Raheem Mostert in most leagues. Yeah. Um, he's he's going to get work. kind of the way I viewed Matt Breda before the start of the season. Uh, Matt Breda looked bad. Uh, I think it's going to get better. But he'll he'll he get better, but he looked bad. And Raheem yeah. Mostert looked good. So yeah. uh, I don't... I, I, 
kind of predict it to be pretty evenly split between those two. I don't know how you see the backfield working out. Um, I see it being a bit like last year. So Raheem Mostert got a whole lot more work than people thought last year until he got injured. Uh, and then Jeff Wilson stepped into that role. So it was like a 65 or 70% of the shares went through Matt Breda. But that 30% is valuable, and it is all Raheem Mostert. The 49ers will bring in another back, but... That's how that situation's playing out right now. Um, Hunter Henry today came out. He had a tibial plateau fracture. The team said that he might be back. They're hopefully optimistic, which is not what you want to hear. It's so sad. <laughs> Are we ever going to get to see Hunter Henry play? Play know? to his full potential? My answer at this point is probably no, which is so mm. sad. Um, the team will bring in Antonio Gates again, maybe. Um, Probably. But this is good for Mike Williams um, and good for Keenan Allen. Uh, lowers the targets to be split. Um, but it really, it's so sad for Hunter Henry. Uh, Darius Geis is out with a meniscus injury. There is no update. Um, but Jay Gruden said that Adrian Peterson will start week two, which is... Crazy considering he didn't, he wasn't even active week one. No, uh, this is really bad news <coughs> for Darius guys. Yeah, this a guy who missed the entire year last year with knee injuries similar to this. And just it's his, his other knee. It's his other knee, but it's still so bad. I if a guy has one weak knee and he injures the other one, that's yeah. not good. That's yeah. not a good thing. Um, so just keep your eye out. There's probably going to be more news soon. It'll be interesting. See if he's even active for week two. I doubt it. No um, way. No, it's a it's a multi multi week thing. Um, I just hope that they get him fully healthy before they bring him back because that was the issue with the other knee. Um, run through the last three pretty quickly because they're not as serious. Uh, the Jets just traded for Demarius Thomas after the Antonio Brown thing. Uh, Quincy Anunua is done for the year with a neck injury, so that is why the trade happened. How do you think? Uh, the only implications I see here is that uh, fire up Jameson Crowder in P- uh, PPR leagues. He's going to catch 20 balls a game. He, yes. He caught what, Se- uh, he 17? Had 17 targets, 14 catches. He's going to catch 100 balls gonna, this year, which is crazy. He's going to balls. So. He's the new... Good people um, New Jarvis Landry for the Adam Gase offense. Last two, Joe Mixon uh, injured his ankle week one. He's day-to-day. I'm not too worried at the moment. I'm more worried about the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line and what that's going to do to Mixon, but uh, do you want to throw anything in Uh, there? I think he plays this week. That's what I'll throw in there. I think he'll be active. For sure. I'm not worried Um, about that. Um, Just watch it. Watch it. He might re-injure it, knock on wood. Uh, so just hopefully he's healthy. Yep. And our last guy, your guy, Albert Wilson, injured his calf week one, had just gotten back from being Played healthy. six snaps, six snaps. And he caught two balls in six he snaps did. for 13 yards. So I'd just like to say that if he hadn't gotten hurt, I fully believe he would have gotten work and he would have had a good game against the Baltimore uh, Ravens. However, he did get hurt. Uh, he's not going to play this week, I don't think. Yeah, he's not practicing um, he already. Been, he, he didn't practice today. Uh, it's super sad. 
you can probably drop him. In fact, I would add, I would say drop if you have After, him on your team, drop yeah. him, pick up someone who is playing right now. No one is <coughs> no one is going to be taking him off of the waivers while he's injured if they're smart. So just if you think he's coming back, then you could pick him up. Yeah, but and especially right now, seeing as how the Dolphins quarterbacks played week one. It's a tough ask to see any of these guys reach fantasy value. Um, so that's our news section. We're going to go ahead and move into our buys and sells. So this is where we were going to each run through a few situations that happened week one and either buy it to continue for the rest of the season or sell it. And we think that that's not going to be the case. So no, situation number one, I'll ask you, Sammy Watkins being a wide receiver one. Yeah, I'll... I'll buy it with an asterisk, uh, and that asterisk is if he stay as long as he's healthy, because I'm gonna double asterisk it as long as Tyreek Hill's out. I don't think that he will stay healthy the whole season. That one, and yeah, of course, when Tyreek Hill comes back, he he'll take the backseat to him. But um, while he's healthy and he's the guy. I would fire him up as a wide receiver one. At the very least, a high-end wide receiver two. Yeah. He lit up the Jags defense, who some people might think they were bad if they watched that last uh, this week's game, but that's a it's great defense. It's just the Chiefs offense. That's Jalen Rams and A.J. Boye. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm all in on Sammy Watkins for the next For now. For the next, for the four, next to four to six weeks. weeks. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, here's a situation for you. Is Lamar? Are you buying that Lamar Jackson is a top end uh, quarterback? I depends on what you phrase as a top end quarterback. I'm buying that he's a top eight quarterback this season. QB six or above, top half. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Buying it. Um, Good stuff. Okay. This is so. I was questioning it because they did just light up Miami. We knew that they were going to do this, but he looked good. It didn't matter. Miami's got a pretty good secondary, and guys were consistently open, which I think they're continuing to be open regardless of who they play. And Lamar Jackson was hitting him in stride. He was throwing good passes, and he only ran the ball two times. Uh, he had three carries, three carries for, for six, six yards. yards. Three carries um, for six yards. But he didn't. They uh, they called a very different game for him this time they knew they could light up miami so they called pass plays they didn't they didn't design any runs very many runs for him which was nice to see him uh, have some relevance without those those running plays um so yeah fire him up i'm, yeah. I'm buying it too okay okay good next i have a question mark here because i'm not sure what to call this performance from austin eckler but he had 12 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown and went six receptions on seven targets for 96 yards and two touchdowns you think this role continues give me a number rb what let's say an rb2 an rb2 absolutely okay. no question no question RB2. i was gonna th- i was thinking more along <coughs> the lines of a low-end rb1 while he's the number one in this running back in this offense only because he's going to keep getting these receptions. Yeah, you're gonna I agree. this this stat line, the touchdowns, I, not not as much, but the stat line, the stat here line looks is, it's going to yeah. look very similar from week to week. He's going to have some, you know, an okay rushing stat line, nothing important. Justin Jackson will get some of that work, but his bread and butter is in the reception game. That's where he'll get most yeah, of his touchdowns as well. And he so, killed it. I he killed it. I'm in. I'm most likely. 
I'm selling. Well, RB2 I'm buying. RB2 I'm buying. If you had phased the question towards me as a low-end RB1, I'd be selling because while 18 or 19 targets or 18 or 19 touches is a good amount for a normal running back, for a smaller guy like Austin Eckler, it can be tough to get week-to-week value out of those touches. All right, let me give you a couple a couple either or. Austin Eckler or Devonta Freeman? Devonta Freeman. Really? Okay. I'll take Austin Eckler while he's the while he's the guy. Uh, Austin Eckler or Carrion Johnson? Austin Eckler. Okay. I'll take Austin Eckler as well. Austin Eckler or oh, I don't know. Um, David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I know those weren't uh, highly. Const- uh, what's the word? Uh, people probably aren't in a whole lot of agreement. Um, I just Austin Eckler. I, I tend to like the running back with the better offense, and the Chargers' offense is going to be pretty good, but their offensive line is tough. So it's it's tough. Um, we're going to move on though because we've spent a lot of time on him. Uh, okay. How about uh, here we go? Sony Michelle had 15 carries for 14 yards. Huge yeah, he hit a stinker. He hit a stinker for sure. Are you buying that he cannot run the ball well, or are you no. selling? No. Oh my God, I'm selling. Okay, let Sonny me give you a, let me give you a harder okay. question. Now. Okay. Sonny Michelle, uh, RB twenty, buy or sell it? I'm gonna take the over on that. I'm he will be a better than the RB twenty. Okay. Okay. Elaborate um, on that. So, this Patriots offense is so good, and they don't need him to be that good. Especially with all these targets, or Antonio Brown coming in, but I think that they're going to be playing so well most of the year that they're just going to be able to run the ball a lot, um, and it's going to go through Sony because James White, while he had a good year running the football last year, is not going to get as many touches. Rex Burkhead played pretty well uh, Sunday, but I don't. His role on Sunday is his cap, and Damian Harris wasn't even active. So if they're running the football, it's Sony, and we didn't even get to—he didn't get a target week one, and they said that he will be receiving the football. I think if you can buy Sony Michelle right now, I'm all in. Um, I think the road is only clearer from now on. Uh, I agree. Pittsburgh's run defense looked incredible. Incredible. Just no one could get anything. Rex Burkhead had a little bit of light there, but not really very much. This is a very different offensive. Uh, scheme, then we'll, I think we'll see a lot of time. I think he, they, they threw the ball a lot more than they probably they will that they have in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um. You know, usually they save Tom the best of Tom Brady for the playoffs. Yeah. And they just run it down your throat. So I think we'll see a lot more of that going. I on. agree. Um. So this is a guy we you threw at me with uh, Austin Eckler, carry on Johnson. So he also hit a stinker. Mm. Do you think he's this role is going to continue sharing the load? He had 16 carries for 49 yards, caught two passes on two targets for 13 yards, and then C.J. Anderson had 11 carries. Man, I was so excited for Karen going Me in too, man. to the league, especially this matchup. This should have been an easy, an easy matchup to just run all over the Arizona defense. But and if if. It, it wouldn't worry me as much if it was just him having a bad game, but the fact that C.J. Anderson had only also, five less carries than him throughout the game, yeah. 
and also a bad game? Oh, this is tough. I'm I'm buying that he's going to be sharing the load for a while. I agree. He, it's, I, don't, I don't see it ever getting better for him because I don't think Matt Patricia is a very good coach. And Daryl Bevel did not. I think Daryl Bevel, who's their offensive coordinator, is going to be listening to what Matt Patricia wants. And this should have been a game where Carrion Johnson caught like eight passes because he is such a talented yeah. receiver. And that Cardinals defense did not look very good. And they just, they, I mean, the Lions let the Cardinals come back and tie the game. You, if they used their talented players the way they should have been, this would have been a completely different game. Um, I'm going to, we're going to oh. move on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Next question for you. Buy or sell? Marlon Mack is going to be just fine without Andrew Luck. So this is tough. I'm, I'm going to sell because there's no way that he's just this good because he had 25 carries for 174 yards and a touchdown. And it shocked me. I mean, the Chargers' defense is pretty good. Their defensive line is incredible. And he ran all over them. It took him until the second half to look good. Um, first half, he had half of his carries for like 34 yards. He broke off a couple big runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they were just a lot able to do that because Jacoby Brissett was playing pretty well against that Chargers secondary. Um, I think that the Colts have some tough matchups this year. They're not going to be able to run the ball this much. The Chargers offense took a while to get going. Um so I'm selling. Okay. Uh, the one thing I was really worried about with Marlon Mack coming into the season was workload. That's fair. Uh, but I mean, in 25 carries, that's that's, that's great. If he if he gets those kind of numbers throughout most of the year, I think he'll be great for fantasy a high end uh, a high end RB two. Um, so who I th- I think he'll be good. So you're buying it. He's okay. I, I'm buying it. Okay. I'm buying it. Uh, the next question is. Hollywood, uh, Marquise, Hollywood Brown, and John Ross being usable wide receivers for fantasy. So both had incredibly explosive days. Both got two touchdowns. Uh, Marquise had four catches on five targets for 147 yards. John Ross had seven catches on 12 targets for 158 yards. Classic uh, small, quick receivers just blowing up. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that they're gonna be usable wide receivers, especially John Ross. Ooh, um, amazing games from both of them. <laughs> you don't, I mean, you, you're not gonna be able to count on two touchdowns for either of them, obviously. No, uh, not I I don't think the I think on the in the case of Hollywood, Baltimore. I said it earlier. I think they're going to they they changed up their play calling for this game specifically because they knew they could pass the ball. We're going to be seeing. Baltimore is a run-first offense. They always yeah. have been, and they will be with, with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and they sure. were on uh, Sunday. They ran the ball more than they threw the ball. I, I agree with you. However... They did. They did change their They offense. threw the ball yeah. a lot. Uh, Lamar Jackson threw the ball in this game more than he did in any game last year. Yeah. Okay? I don't think we're going to see that throughout the entire I season. I say we see 2020. It doesn't matter, though. We're talking about Hollywood Brown. We're talking about Hollywood Brown. I don't think that... Uh, I, I do think these this uh, these target numbers are going to be about right five targets a game something like that. 
and he he might even catch four of them uh, most of the time, most of the games. <laughs> but he's not going to go for 150 yards no. and two touchdowns. No, he's going to go. He's going to go for like 60 yards and yeah. no touchdowns. Um, and I don't. And even I, that's I don't. I don't. I don't see him as a usable wide receiver. Maybe in the right matchup. Uh, so you said the, especially John Ross. What's especially John Ross. John Ross. Well, I think the quarterback is worse. The offensive yeah. line is bad. Not enough time to throw deep. Yeah, which is great for these speedy uh, receivers. Uh, and I think I think Hollywood Brown is a better wide receiver. I think John Ross. Uh, I think he's all right. Um, yeah, well, he, Tyler I don't Boyd, think he has the same skill. Tyler same Boyd skills. hit his breakout in year three last year. This is John Ross's year three. I'm not throwing him completely away. I think that he, especially since AJ Green will be out until week eight or nine, I think John Ross has the talent. And I Seattle's defense looked bad, so that that really helps. I think John Ross will be pretty okay for until AJ Green comes. But here's the question: the question is, are they usable wide receivers? So would you put him in your starting lineup? No. Uh, And we talked about. I mean, uh, Deshaun Jackson went off. John Brown of the Bills went off. It was the week of small wide receivers. I believe in both those first guys more than I do John Ross or Hollywood Brown. I think I these young guys will get their get their good games every once in a while, but I'm not. I'm selling also. All right. Um, our last question. Uh, Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown. This is uh, what a lot of people feared, but maybe uh, maybe they expected this name to be Daryl Henderson. Oh, was, I did. I it did. Was, it was Malcolm Brown. I thought it would be Malcolm Brown. You did. Um, I just like to gloat a little bit on that one. So Gurley had 14 carries for 97 yards, caught one of one for four yards, and uh, Malcolm Brown had 11 carries for 53 yards, but he had two touchdowns and he got the goal line work. So I'm buying the workload split i'm selling the production so todd Gurley really didn't look that good until the fourth quarter i think that that's gonna it's gonna be a lot better than that for him i i see him you know that 15 to carry 20 or 15 to 20 carry range is probably his where he's gonna be all year compared to the 30 range that we were used to 30 touches that we're used to from todd Gurley, but like I've been saying all offseason, he is so efficient. I think he's going to be okay. He's no longer the running back one, but... He, here's the question. Todd Gurley, RB1 in general. Yes. Okay. I'm buying. Um, Malcolm Brown is going to have his usable days. This is an outlier, though. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's The touchdowns are all scared. <coughs> I, think, I, think, I think the numbers will look... A lot like this, probably, uh, for a lot of the season, but the touchdowns will be more in favor yeah. of Gurley. Um, Malcolm Brown will vulture a touchdown here and there for sure, and it's going to make a lot of Gurley owners really upset, but that's just the price you pay when you roster a guy like that who has an injury that's as weird as his. Yeah, and a pretty severe injury. The Rams are smart to do it this way. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to each run through these last few pretty quickly. Rapid fire. We're just so gonna... these are all guys that had bad week one games. And when I say bad, I mean bad. They were disappointing. Every single one of these guys was disappointing for your game, your week one lineups. Um, so let's get started. Devontae Adams. 
he'll be fine. He's yeah. uh, he's fine. Uh, yeah. Tough game, tough matchup. He'll be fine. Uh, Cam Newton. He should have played better against the Rams, man. I am selling that he's that bad, but I'm also selling the QB five plus that we've been touting all off season. QB eight or above rest of season. I'm gonna sell. I'm. Sell. I, he is in that ten to twelve range for me now. Okay. I I I'm still with him. Top eight. Uh. Okay. So Mike Evans. Uh, he'll be he'll be all right. He's fine. Hey, Jameis scares me. <coughs> that game scares me, but he'll be he'll he'll he he has a couple games like this every season. He'll be fine. Yeah, Mike Evans has put up with bad quarterback play from Jameis his entire career. He's fine. The Steelers, <laughs> Roethlisberger, Juju, James Conner, the whole gang. Sell. This was the toughest game. They might have to play all off season or all season. Excuse me. Um, Pittsburgh's. Coming back, I I was out on this offense all offseason. I'm still out on them being that top five, but they looked horrendous week one. They're going to be better than that. Um, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Uh, this one's tough, but the Browns in general looked bad. They looked bad. Uh, I, I'm 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 still kind of in on him though. I think okay. I think I think he'll be good. I think he's he's also a top eight guy for me probably still. Okay. Just. Ooh, scary stuff. Aaron Rodgers. I'm s- I'm selling. So he's another one of those guys where this offseason I've said, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and be as good as people want him to be. But that's, this offense is going to be okay. Aaron Rodgers is still going to be a top eight quarterback. I'd put him at a top five quarterback still. He's, he's Aaron Rodgers. Devonta Freeman. I mean, I'm still buying. I'm still. I'm still in on him. I'm still okay. buying Devonta Freeman. Okay, he's he's a good running back. Yeah, really tough game against Minnesota for the Falcons in general. Yeah, um, all around the board. So he'll have brighter days ahead. It might might not be. Uh, I believe he has a pretty tough matchup this week too. But he'll he'll be good. I don't want don't to overreact. Say, yeah. I don't want to overreact. say about Devonta Freeman and the Falcons offense as a whole. They were down bad in the they put themselves down bad in the first six minutes seven minutes of the game there was that blocked punt special teams turnover i mean there were just a lot of bad things the falcons offense had to come back from and they just couldn't um and that's goes for the uh oh we'll talk about the vikings offense uh devon freeman does play philly this week that's gonna be a tough matchup i think he'll be better he'll be better i'm I'm still in on him just you know if he has a bad week here too don't try and sell him for whatever you can get. You just yeah. take it easy. Uh, Aaron Jones. I'm buying that he plays about this level for the rest of the year. He had a lot of opportunity. It was the Bears defense. Um, he won't be this bad, but I'm not. I'm out on him being a top shelf running back anymore. RB2. I mean, yeah, he's he's the Packers running starting running back, but I, he he was a low end RB one or high end RB two for most people coming into the season, and he uh, he's not that anymore. I agree with that. Definitely not an RB one, yeah. lower end RB two. Yeah, um, tough stuff. Stephon Diggs. 
Um, I'm I'm in on Diggs. Uh, the problem is if he's still unhealthy. Yeah. If he's if he's unhealthy, I'm out. Stephon yeah. Diggs. Stephon Diggs with a questionable tag or anything like that never plays well. No. Um, if he's perfectly healthy, I'm still in on him. That offense is great. Okay. Adam Thielen still got his. Stephon Diggs will get his. I so Adam Thielen. I mean, the Vikings threw ten passes week one. So the people are all crazy about oh my goodness they, everyone was right they're gonna run the ball only it's not true so like we had that counterpoint about the falcons offense having to come back the vikings offense was able to just sit on the ball the whole game it's not gonna look like that they're gonna play some tough games especially against the nfc north they're gonna be throwing the ball more than they did more than 10 times he's a sure. he's a middle of the pack uh, wide receiver two for me yeah i agree um OJ uh, oh uh, OJ Howard I'm I'm selling that he plays this badly but Cameron Britt looked pretty good week one he had a t- he had two touchdowns called back yeah um so Cameron Britt looked really good this was tough for the just to watch for the Bucks too this should have been great for their offense I mean well, the 49ers there. defense looked phenomenal. I don't know if it was just because they were playing Jameis, but who knows? Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm still in on OJ as a tight end one as for sure. One. But this knocks him down in my rankings. Our last guy, Robbie Anderson. Uh, I'm. I mean, I I'm selling that he's a wide receiver too. He's a wide receiver three to me. Yeah. Uh, lower end, honestly. The the stuff that worries me the most is the Jameson Crowder stuff. He got so many targets. Um, it's good. To, I will say it's good to see Robbie healthy. Robbie yes. was he looked fine out there playing. And it when he the Bills uh, secondary was ranked number one in the league last year. Tre'Davious White is great, so it was a really tough matchup. So I'm not surprised he did poorly, and he'll have better games. But he's very boomer bust. I agree because he has so many tough matchups all year. I think the Jets' offense is going to look better than it did week one. Oh, for sure. Um, that was for a sure. really tough matchup. I think Adam Gase, I mean, you look at him in the preseason, that offense looked electric. I think he's going to hopefully shift towards that. Um, he saw that going back to his old days did not work out for the Jets' offense. Um, so hopefully we see some bigger plays from that from Sam Darnold, and that's going to include Robbie Anderson. Right. And I, 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 just before, right before we get into our start sit, um, a little bit of waiver advice for everyone. on the For wide receivers especially, These there's a lot of wide receivers that people are picking up uh, week one and stuff, spending their fab on. And what I usually do is I go after the target numbers. Yeah. Who has the most targets. Yep. So it's, it's very enticing to go after the huge John Ross, Hollywood Brown... But Hollywood Brown only had five targets, and he was only on the field for twelve percent of the snaps. Yeah, so um, so just be wary. Meanwhile, there's Jameson Crowder yep. and Danny Amendola who had yes over fifteen targets in the game. Yep, I'm also in on Terry McLaurin. He was on the field the entire game. Um, Case Keenum seemed to like him. He had seven targets, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I think he'll be a focal point of this offense, and they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot. And I'm in on all three of these guys over the Marquise Brown, John Ross. Um, so that's I like you throwing that opportunity. Opportunity is king in fantasy yep. football. So let's get into our second segment. 
Um, this won't, like I said, won't take as long as last week. We both picked two guys, one start, one sit. I happen to pick two quarterbacks. Sam ha- happened to pick two running backs. So let's get into it. You want to go with your start? Yeah, my start of the week is Tony Michelle against the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have to talk very long about this. Sonny Michelle is a very talented running back. You might not have known it watching him week one. I promise he is. Uh, they like running the ball with him. He should get plenty of carries. They should be up early and, and huge throughout the entire game. And so they should just hand him off the ball. Let him yeah. run, run and it as long as, as long as he wants. The Patriots are not going to do what the Ravens did and run up the score. As soon as they know that this game's over, they're just going to put the ball in Sonny Michelle's hands. Yeah. Um, so he should have a huge game. My start is Baker Mayfield versus the Jets. So the Jets defense looked good week one. Really good. Really good. CJ Mosley left the game. They played a lot worse after he left the game. Um, so we'll see how healthy he is. I think this is a revenge game for Baker. He's angry. Not revenge against the Jets, but revenge against the entire NFL. He's angry that the Jet that the Browns sucked against the Titans. And they can't come out and suck again against the Jets. Um, and I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup. I think Sam Darnold's going to come out and look better. I think these are the the two quarterbacks of last year's draft that everyone's been excited about. Um, so I'm starting Baker this week. All right. My, uh, my set of the week is Philip Lindsay against the Bears. Um, Philip Lindsay looked mediocre. Yep against the uh, Oakland Raiders on Monday night, and he ceded some targets to Royce Freeman. It's much more of a committee this year than Absolutely. it was last year, which is better for their team, worse for Philip Lindsay for fantasy. So in general, I'm kind of down Philip Lindsay, but especially against the Bears. This game should be a very one-sided affair. I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to move the ball at all, let alone run the ball. Yeah, I think they're going to be down pretty early, and they're going to have to throw. Which is still going to be There's tough. not going to be very much opportunity for Philip Lindsay. Maybe I a couple agree. passes. I don't think they'll go anywhere. I agree. Um, my set of the week is Kyler Murray. Um, I'm still in on Kyler as being a top 10 quarterback this year. But week one showed he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He was he only looked good the last half of the uh, he looked good starting in the second half, um, really back to the third quarter. Um, he and that was against the Lions defense. The Ravens defense is much better. The Ravens should be winning this game super easily. I think it's going to be hard for Kyler to get anything productive done this week, um, but don't worry. These first two weeks. Have not. I mean, he he looked good, like I said, in the fourth quarter, um, but it should get better after this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think he'll be fine after this week. The and the last bit of uh, advice I'll leave you guys with before we end the show is, um, it's week one. Please try not to overreact to how good or bad a, a player seemed uh, in week one. Absolutely. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a couple out, outlier situations that look scary that you might need to take into uh, account. But, you know, don't go dropping your third-round pick for no. a wide receiver or anything like that. Don't get cute and not play Devontae Adams next week because he had a bad week one. Tr- trust the numbers. Trust these guys. These are your stalwart guys. Don't get too smart for yourself. Yep. 100%. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode. Um, a shorter episode this week, but we really appreciate y'all listening all the way through. I really appreciate you listening through all my coughing. I tried to keep it down, but I'm still a little sickly. Um, but we really do appreciate you guys. Again, keep sharing us. Um, see you next week. See you next week, guys.